Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 31 with Joe Cardillo, the general manager of Cutco's Canadian operations, Vector Canada. Joe considers himself to be the luckiest man in Vector because of all the amazing connections that he has developed through his work experiences. He has had many great teachers during his time in the Vector business, and he has also been one of the company's all-time best teachers for all the people who have been lucky to be under his leadership. In this short snippet, Joe starts by sharing how leadership in the context of Vector helped him fulfill his original vision of being a teacher. He shares an actual teacher's compelling viewpoint of the long-term impact that vector leaders can have on others. And he lists off the amazing list of mentors that he has had throughout his career. This conversation was guest hosted by Trent Booth, who also shares his own personal story of how Joe and others have led, taught, and impacted him in his career and his life. If you enjoy this short episode today, check out the full conversation between Trent and Joe at episode number 31. Just thinking about your career path originally being a teacher and then deciding to do this knife thing. What were some of the areas of overlap there? What were some of the things that inspired you about becoming a teacher that you've been fulfilled with here at Vector? Well, I think what inspired me, I had a great experience going through high school and and with teachers and coaches and playing sports. And I thought that that was an opportunity where I could make a difference for people. And uh, like I said, that's what I started university at. And and I share people, I switched to finance because early on, I, I got an impression that, wow, you could teach, you know, so much of vector or so much in sales management is teaching others. And I saw how much money you could make in Vector. And I wanted to know what to do with the money I could make if I could be successful with this. And it was in that time out West where I ran into a gentleman that uh, was a teacher working with us on his summer holidays. And I mentioned to him, Hey, I went to school to be a teacher, changed my path. And he shared with me the idea that as a teacher, he could influence someone for a semester, maybe even a full year, depending on the grade he was teaching. But he could see with the organization we were building, the impact a leader and vector could have for years and uh, much more than just a, a semester or a year and the ability to teach them much more than the subject, you know, to help them in business, help them in life. And he saw that in action because leadership is not just being a leader in your business. The world needs leaders. Our communities mm-hmm. all need more leaders. And I hope what we do here in, in our small piece of the world is help develop leaders uh, for all the areas in life. I think our executives in our business and executives in other 
leadership companies uh, companies in leadership roles realize that teaching is a is a vital aspect. And uh, and and I know in Vector, I've received so much education from doing better in the business to doing better as a father, better uh, relationships with my family, my spouse, and uh, you know, love making a difference. And that's something we do in our business. Well, Joe, I just want to thank you for all those investments all these years. Just the ways that you've encouraged me and made a difference in my life. I know that I'm a better dad. I'm a better husband. I'm a better son, even just through your influence and having a chance to study under you. And I just remember thinking in 1993, I'm like, if I could just spend some time with Joe Cardillo, I'm going to be a better man. Like I'm going to be a better guy if I can just get some time with him. And uh, that's where I was so excited to be your pilot manager in 1994, where I could really study it. Joe's feet and just kind of uh, study leadership and how to run the business right and how to treat people right as well. A significant moment in my career was getting to the end of that first summer, really the end of that first year as a pilot manager, and I was getting ready to open up a district. And there were opportunities in our division to stay. And it probably would have been better for that division if I stayed and went to like Saskatoon or Regina or maybe even split Edmonton or Calgary. But Montreal opened up as a territory. And as we sat down, you never blinked. It was never a thought that you were going to do anything but try to get me to that other territory outside of your division. And we weren't even going to get to work together very much at that point. Tell us a little bit about your thinking there, because that is counterintuitive in business and even a business as giving and generous as ours. Tell us a little bit about your thinking there. Two words, Marty Dimitrovich. He sat down with me as an assistant manager like you were, and we were in a record-breaking office, at least for the month of May, back when I was an assistant. And he had that same conversation with me to leave not only his the, the division, his region, but to go to a different country. And uh, that thoughtfulness, that caring for others, knowing what was best for them, that that was the way that was showing me. So it was so easy for me to show it to others because I wouldn't have been in the place of success that I was uh, at the speed of success growing in a brand new organization, Canada as the opportunity that I had. So it was really easy because it was shown to me. Man, well, I appreciate it because if I don't go to Montreal, I don't meet my now wife. I don't have the kids we've had or the life that I have. I was a coach and a training leadership development manager here in the States. Again, you were advocating for me again in 2003 to be able to make the move down here, which is maybe another story for another time. But thank you for being just such a great advocate and not only a great mentor for me, but sponsor really in so many ways. We've mentioned Marty Dimitrovich a couple of times, as well as Joe Greshkin. You've had some other outstanding mentors. You might even have the distinction of having probably the most powerful list of mentors in Vector. Uh, you walk us through some of the other mentors you've had in the business. Well, I'm going to propose you make my tagline on this podcast, the luckiest guy in Vector <laughs> Cutco's history. Because as you mentioned, I had the opportunity to be in the number one division with the Amar DeVays, Jeff Kunkels, Tim McCready's, Jeff Rise, PJ Potters under the leadership of Marty Dimitrovich. And then from there, Joe Grushkin in Canada, then worked directly with Don Frieda, the founder of Vector. And, and he was a part of our functions in Canada, then I worked directly with him. And then from uh, Don Frieda, I had the opportunity to work with Mike Lancelot, one of the former CEOs of our organization, and learned so much from him and the way he developed others. Then the opportunity uh, for one year, I reported to the two current presidents, Bruce Goodman and Al Leonardo. And what a powerful call that was every few weeks to, to have exposure to their minds where Bruce told me as I was a brand new national sales manager. And I was like, I don't know if I'm known to do this. And he said, how to do it properly. And he's like, Joe, that's the dirty little secret here is you don't, no one knows when they first get the role, <laughs> how it all works. You just push through and keep asking questions and keep learning. And I was like, 
Whew, I'm not the only one like in the room that doesn't know everything going on. So that was so helpful. And then from there, I worked directly with Aldi Leonardo, who immediately embraced me as part of his family. And my wife and I have learned so much about raising our children and being a father through Al, who, uh, who uh, has taught me endless things in the business and outside the business. And then from there, I had the opportunity to reunite in new business development to Amar DeVay, who's one of the all-time greatest executives in the history of our company. And from there, now I work directly with Jim Stead Sr. as the chairman of the board of Cutco and Jim Stead Jr. So I think it would be extremely difficult to find someone <laughs> that's been able to be around as many people. The wisdom of the Stitts that I get from the the real caring of people as the owners of the business, uh, mm. I think most in the Cutco business have a glimpse of it or or know some of it. But when you work closely with them and what's the right decision for the people, and that's their leading cause, it just gives you so much more gratification to know this is the place that I want to be and uh, I'm fortunate to be a part of. Man. We might have to come up with something like the power of mentors. I don't know, man, because you've just had some outstanding people uh, influencing all these years. And I would say if you were to talk to each of them, they're a big fan of Joe Cardillo as well. I think each of them would say they're better after having worked with you too. And so, Joe, you're, you're having a great time at Vector. You decided to go get the MBA, which is not common in direct sales in general. And certainly in Vector, there's not a lot of us running around with the MBA. I say us, but I don't have an MBA. Joe, why the MBA? Well, when you're in a culture... And I, something I've shared as my children become older and work in different cultures is it's great if you're really motivated and driven for personal growth, but it's even better when you're driven and you're around other people. And, you know, in our culture, if you're not doing an Iron Man, if you're not uh, writing a book or leading a charity, it's like, man, you feel like you're lame or something. So, you know, the, the pursuit of personal growth has been a part, you know, Don Frieda, you know brought that to our business from his beginning. And so I thought it'd be a great challenge, a great opportunity to learn more, to be a better executive. You know, I felt like I was had some talents in this area. I got training and I wanted to be more well-rounded. And, and the MBA program that I did was the idea of being exposed to all the components. And I learned some that I enjoyed and some I said, man, if I run my own business, I got to get people to do this operation stuff because that stuff, uh, working things on the factory line wasn't for me. But I got to tell you, Trent, my biggest takeaway from the, the executive MBA that I achieved uh, was realizing how lucky I was. There were engineers. There were so many people in that program that were doctors and engineers, smart, hardworking people that made me look like sometimes like I, I didn't work that hard compared to the early mornings they would go to work and the late. And it made me go, this is the road less traveled, mm -hmm. you know? And I was the little odd guy. There wasn't a lot of knife selling people in this MBA program. And it was the road less traveled. And I was like, I'm okay with this being the road less traveled. So it left me, you know, besides an education, such a greater appreciation of what I found and fortunate to have found it at such a young age. This is Dan Cassetta. Before we conclude this episode, I just wanted to chime in to really drive home the power of the influence that leaders can have when they take on the role of teacher as well. This is especially true in Cutco Vector. Indeed, if you've spent any significant amount of time working in Vector, you would probably consider your original manager as one of the most influential people you've ever had in your life. Here's a great question to consider. How many people would consider you 
to be one of the most influential people they've ever met. If you strive to go beyond just management and beyond leadership, you can take on the role of teacher for others, and you can be on that list for many others in the future. As we wrap up today's flashback episode, I want to encourage you to make your own list of the five most influential people you have ever had in your life. And before you put that list away, send a quick message to each of those five people to let them know how much they have impacted you. There's no better feeling as a leader or a teacher than knowing you have truly made a difference. Send out those notes today, and then just as Joe Cardillo has done, strive to be an amazing teacher for many others as you grow and develop as a leader. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.